Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicks with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Sun Devil Athletics in the two main sports that we care about during this time of the year are well positioned early. Uh, they or, are. Or they late. Are. Depending or late. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we're, we're going to cover it all. A little, we're a little late in getting to this. That was on me. Uh, you know, I was on the injury report for a couple of days. Uh, but feeling better. Back to about 95%. So let's do this. Yeah, look. Here's the thing. You show up when you are ready to play. And you've played, you've played ill. You've played with a sore throat through a I cold. Have, I have, you know, I have, but it, uh, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great on Sunday, and I wasn't, wasn't quite up to it. So yeah, I figured, you know, let's, let's, let's get it back. Let's do this right. This is an important time of year. Let's not go half-hearted here. We're going to start by talking about the three and O Arizona State Sun Devils men's basketball team. Um, so obviously the Big takeaways are a struggle against Fullerton in game one, having to go to yeah. overtime. Then the defense really clamping down after allowing, you know, 94 points in double overtime to Fullerton. Right. Uh, only 52 to McNeese State and 58 to Long Beach State. They have one more game before things get real, real serious, um, which is at San Francisco, the first road test of the year. Uh, yeah. And that's on Friday. At seven o'clock West Coast, eight right. Mountain, nine for me, um, and then it, and then business picks up. Then they got the Mississippi State, potentially St. Mary's. Yeah, um, you know it, it's going to be tough. But let, let's talk about the good first. Uh, Lou Dort, three yep. games into his career, averaging twenty-one point over twenty-one and a half points and over seven and a half rebounds a game. Yeah, um, yeah, been very good, and been everything he was built to be. The the athletic Doug Haller had a story about Dort today, um, and talking about other coaches and and getting insight from Eddie House as well. Yeah, just about what to expect and and what his game means. He's getting a lot of buzz that he should be an NBA draft pick, potentially a first rounder. Whether that be this year or next, but uh, is it fair to say that not since Harden have we had a freshman who we've handed the ball to and said, "Go, that you you will take the final shot." I mean, I Jackie Carson maybe, but he had Jermaine Marshall. He did, and he was also a second year guy by the time he started playing. Uh, You know, he he obviously had the the one year where he was a, a gray shirt essentially because he wasn't eligible academically, so he was able to practice and. You know, had a little bit more seasoning by the time he actually started playing, um, and and so yeah, I mean, probably not. Um, it, you know, it's it, and the article made the point. I I read it too, and you know, it's early. Um, we've played three opponents that are you know probably when the season's over, all three are going to be in the lower third of the opponents that we play. Maybe Fullerton, you know, is is a team to watch. But well, and um, and let's not forget, Long Beach gave a game they did to UCLA. To UCLA. They did, they did, and then they did not against us, and so that's that's encouraging if you just do common opponent. Um, you know, now circumstances, weird schedule for them. They played back-to-back nights, UCLA, and then they played some, like, Division Two school on the next night, and then played here. So three games in four nights, which is unusual. I'm not sure who did their scheduling. Um, so we, we caught them maybe at the right time, you know, as well. But, 
yeah, I mean, we've we've played well, and he's played very well. He's been pretty good. Got to improve his free throw shooting, and I, I know the article made mention of that, deservedly so. That you know that that's something that needs to get better. He's at uh, especially he's, he's going to handle the ball so much. He's at fifty eight point three percent from the charity mm-hmm. stripe, which significantly lower than most of the guys than right. really than everyone who's getting regular minutes. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's got to get better at that. No. No doubt, um, you know, and, and he's probably going to have his bumps. I mean, everybody does. Everybody, you know. I mean, as good as as good as some of these freshmen have been over the years, they still have games where they don't play great, you know. And some of them have been national players of the year, you know. Nobody's going to be on every single night. He's not, um, but you know, uh, yeah, I like what I see from him. I like what I see overall. I mean, I, I'm very pleased that the defense has been better the last two games. That's something that you and I talked about preseason, that, you know, we should be a pretty good defensive team. And first night and the exhibition game before that, that didn't happen. And, you know, you kind of wondered, well, hopefully it'll come together. Hopefully it is. Uh, I mean, you know, again, we'll face better tests than McNeese State and Long Beach State to, to figure out how good that defense really is. But better to look good than not look good in the last two games we have. Well, and to your point about the defense, um, against Long Beach State, out rebounded them sixty three to thirty. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and from a bunch of different places, Dort had twelve, Cheatham and White both had nine, and Lake in seventeen minutes had seven, including yeah. three offensive boards. Yeah, I mean it's it's exactly what you want out of a you know a team like we've talked about, and we we spent a lot of the you know lead up to this year talking about the the size and the versatility. And you want teams like that to be good defensively and good at rebounding. And so far, that's been the case. So hopefully that will keep up. Um, obviously, you know, there's a ways to go to determine how good they really are. But, yeah, I mean, so far, so good. And, and what we've seen has kind of matched what we hope for at this point. And, um, you know, good contributions from the new guys and solid contributions from the returners. And, you know, but... But it all starts, as, as you said, I mean, really next Monday we play Mississippi State. That begins a stretch of, you know, difficult non-conference games. Not all of them brutally difficult. Um, no, but it's six going, weeks of serious measuring yeah, stick yeah. games. I mean, even, you know, those games against Georgia and Vandy, neither one of those teams are great. But they're on the road and, and you're playing, you know, two and three days. and You know, that will be a test. Obviously, Kansas is, is number two in the country. Um, you know, Nevada's a top 10 team. So, I mean, Mississippi State's a top 25 team. So there's there's some tests ahead. And, and you know, we'll know more about where this team is when when that time comes, uh, you know, when, when we're through that stretch. But even then, and we got to get into conference play, and we saw last year how things can flip. So, you know, you continue to figure things out as the year goes along. But pretty happy with what I've seen so far. You know, can't, can't quibble too much about 3-0. and L. And the last two games, they've done it without Rob Edwards, who was right. expected to be a, a big-time scoring feature and, and a key <laughs> rotation player. Uh, Martin slipped into the starting role with Edwards gone. Right. Um, I think it's pretty safe to assume that Remy Martin, whether he's six-man or starter, is going to be playing 30-plus minutes a game. Play a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I agree. I yeah. actually felt like the rotation for this game, if they could do something like this and figure out where to steal two minutes a guy, basically, for Edwards. Uh, But Cheatham, 29, White, 24, Lawrence, 26, Cherry, 21, Lake, 17. 
yeah. if your forward yeah. rotation can do that, yeah, it, you know, kept guys fresh. Cherry and Lake both had four fouls each, but yeah. Cheatham, White, and Lawrence three, three, and two respectively. You can really do a lot you with can. with can. that yeah. if you can rotate in five bigs and. and Something that we almost never saw last year that we started to see at, in the Long Beach game, certainly, if not before that, was some run with Lake and White on the floor together. Yes, yes, which I I like to see that. You know, I, I always like, you know, if you can get more size on the floor, I think that's good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I've been happy. I'll tell you, one guy you mentioned him, and so far I'm very pleased by what he's looked like is Lawrence. Um you know, got a lot of buzz before last year. We spent a lot of time over the course of last year kind of bemoaning his injury and, and just kind of, you know, thinking that's eh, kind of a lost year. And it really was on the court at least. Um, but I, I talked about him a lot this off season when we talked basketball that I was hoping for big things from him. And, and so far he's looking like he can do it. Uh, again, everything comes with the caveat that there's more to come and, and bigger tests ahead. But very happy by the fact he's looked more like the player who was supposed to be last year. I just think that, you know, Lawrence comes in, he's playing 30 minutes a game already. It, it seems like the injury is behind him. We, yeah. we appear to be weathering, if not fully weathered, the Mickey Mitchell and Rob Edwards yeah. injuries. And the audio may have crapped out and it may not have, so we're going to find out. Oh, hold on. It says... <laughs> It, okay. it says there's an air, but it's still recording. I don't know. We're just going to go, and if the episode right. ended in two minutes, then it ended in two minutes, and we'll just see. All right. Sounds good. Um, but, yeah, you know, weathered the injuries of Edwards and Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell is, you know, cracked the 10-minute mark in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, Scheibel is slowly working his yeah. way back from injury. He got a couple minutes of run in the last two games. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Bobby Hurley does with, sure, with these sure. guys. Um, ideally, we'll be in positions, there'll be enough talent on some of these, you know, that will be up big enough to say, okay, we're going to play Scheibel, Vouten in, sure. and then, you know, one of Cheatham, Lawrence, or Right. Mitchell, you know, just give guys rest when we can, and right. we we right. haven't we have enough guys. It seems to me that foul trouble shouldn't really be a problem for any one guy. Hopefully um, not. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, I guess maybe been, Martin, maybe Remy Martin is the guy be, who could be. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you hope at least with your size that 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 will be you know something you can withstand because. You know, over the years, we've had a lot of teams where it always felt like, well, if our one big got in foul trouble, which so many times in, in college basketball it happens. I mean, the five fouls and you get two in the first five minutes and it's like you spend the whole game kind of playing catch up. Yeah, well, you get the um, one ticky-tack foul where you put right. your second hand on the guy and then exactly. You know, yeah. then you yeah. come down and there's a block charge that doesn't go your way yeah. and all of a sudden it's... All of a sudden you know, you're in foul trouble and then you're on the bench and then you're, you know, when you do get back in, you've got no rhythm and, you know, we've, we've had a lot of teams like that where we only had really one guy who you felt confident in, and if that guy got in foul trouble, you were you were playing catch up the entire rest of the game, trying to you know stay with your head above water, and hopefully that won't be the case this year with the depth we've got and 
and the various various guys who can play different positions that we won't have that problem as much if at all you know less is better obviously yeah yeah so uh the next big test will be friday on the road first road game and then neutral sites against some high caliber opponents coming up here real quick yeah yeah i mean good to good to get away from home can't you know you can't play every game in the familiar confines and you know, the game at, at San Francisco, as we talked about before the season, is a, it's an unusual game on the schedule to go play a true road game against a West Coast team. But I like it. You know, you, you get you, you know, you kind of, you know, dip your toe in the water before you dive head first into playing away from home. Then you go play a couple neutral side games. Um, you know, got got a good mix this year with, with home, neutral, and away. Um, we'll get some good tests as the next few weeks rolls along. The one thing that to me is a little surprising because I remember Duke did this under Coach K and it was a thing that they would they would go to places almost as like a reward for a player or like, hey, if you commit here, we'll make sure we schedule a non-conference, you know, so you can play in front of your home team. Exactly. We, yeah. we don't have a guy from Northern California, to my knowledge. Uh, you know, it's, it's the L.A. area and South. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I could. I will say this: I could see that Georgia game being something for Romello White. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but could be, could be. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, we're playing. You know, those are those are a little bit more of like okay, you play home and home. We had Bandy here last year. We have Georgia here next year. Um, you know, so we end up playing back to back on the road this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there could be something something in that. Yeah, I, I don't know the origin of this game. I don't know if there's, you know, someone on the staff <coughs> who has connection there. Sorry for the coughing. Hey, you're making fighting it through. through it. You're... Uh, yeah, I'm making it through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, talking talking more without breathing, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the origin is, but I, I like it. I mean, you know, it, it puts you in a different environment against a team that hopefully you can beat and, and, you know, withstand maybe if you're a little shaky on the road to start out with, which teams tend to be, unless you're really, really good. You know, that first time you go away from home, there's always a little, little bumpiness to it. Um, hopefully this is a game you can weather that storm and still get a win. So we're, we're clearly running on a shot clock here with, with Matt's health and with my staying awake. So let's jump over uh, very quickly to talk about football. We're, we're going to skip the ad read because we have no sponsors. Um, ASU takes care of business on senior day. Also, Nikhil Harry's presumed final home game with a 31-28 victory over the Bruins of UCLA. Harry went for 100 yards. Eno Benjamin, 34 carries for 182 and a touchdown. Really seems to be the formula that they've stumbled upon for the last few weeks. Dominant run game. Um, I mean, I think the numbers were, were, you know, 50-some run plays and 22 passes. Now, a couple of those were sacks, but still, I mean, you know, probably probably a two-to-one ratio of run-to-pass calls. Um, And it didn't get off to a great start running the ball. I mean, I felt like in the first half, I texted you at one point, said it seemed like they were really focused on stopping Benjamin. He wasn't finding a lot of room. And it didn't feel like he was, and yet, you know, here he was anyway with uh, 180-some yards. Um, another great game. 
He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a chance to be the single season school record holder, which is pretty amazing. You know, you, you don't see a guy carry the ball that much anymore, but he's getting the opportunities to do it. And, you know, with, with at least three games, maybe a fourth, depending on how things go, he's got a real chance. I mean, if he averages a hundred per, he's going to get close to that. I think it's what 1500 something is the, is the single season record. And, and you alluded to it that we are guaranteed at least a game after the Arizona game because we did reach bowl yeah. eligibility, yeah. shattering yeah. the over-under projections of Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, you know, it's it's a good point that you make because, I mean, you kind of, once you get into the season, you lose the, you know, you, you get too far into the forest to see the trees, as they say. And, and you you know, I always, I always try to do that as each year goes along is to think, well, where, you know, where are we supposed to be? Not that that's the only bar, but, you know, this was the year that a lot of people were expecting disaster. And we've talked about all the reasons for that, mostly Herm Edwards and people just waiting to laugh. But but we've been a pretty good team and, and we've uh, we've resound. We've bounced back um, from the tough, you know, a tough stretch there when we lost to Colorado, lost to Stanford, you know, four out of five total. Um, looked like the season was going awry. And we won three in a row. Now, I will say I'm very unimpressed by the defense against UCLA. And, and Which that's been I, a, I want to talk and, to you about because I feel like that's harsh. Okay. And, 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 well, and, you know, there was a lot of bend don't break to it. But yeah. one of these touchdowns was, you know, set up by a turnover and – yeah, I mean, they scored on defense, right, right. You know, so uh, they you had know. Holmes, you know, it's, they go, we get the field goal, they score, Wilkins right. touchdown run, then Wilkins throws a pick six. So really right. the defense only allowed three points in the first half. Or I'm sorry, only seven, seven, seven. points in the first yeah. half. And yeah. then, you know, at that point, they never, you know, it was always one score, two scores, one right, score, two right. scores, and and we, we never, never we never lost the lead. Yeah. I, I just, I guess I felt like I mean, and you're right. We only allowed three offensive touchdowns. Um, no, but uh, it just it just felt to me like this was not of it. Now maybe it's because I I didn't I didn't respect the quality of the opponent. You know, UCLA came in ranked you know a hundred something in offense, and so you think that eh, we should go out and not dominate them. I wasn't expecting a shutout, but, you know, force some more three and outs and get a couple turnovers. And, and that wasn't there. They moved the ball. I mean, that first drive was at will. They went down the yeah. field, didn't even face a third down. The second drive, they went down the field and got stopped on a fourth and short, which was, you know, third and 15. And we gave up 14 yards. Um, we struggled to stop them on third down the entire first half. The only one we did was, was that one where we, you know, barely stopped them. Um, they missed a field goal. It, you know, it just it just felt like we were we were on a very thin wire there. Yeah, we only gave up twenty one offensive points, but for two or three plays, it could have been forty two. That, that's how it felt to me, at least. I, I'm with you, and look, I, no one rings the defense's struggling alarm bell faster than I do. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I felt pretty good. The thing I'll tell you what concerned me is Robertson gets ejected on yeah. what I felt like was it's a ba- I'll, 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 I'll grant you a bang bang play right um, but his helmet hit the guy in the chest 
and yeah, and it's, yeah. it may or may not have slid up into his chin, but but he hit the guy in the chest when he hit. Right. You know. Right. And, I think that was a poor call. And on replay, I mean, that's the whole point of replay is is to be able to look at those things. And I, I was a little bit, well, more than a little bit, I was surprised that it didn't get overturned um, because I just felt like that is a prime example of one that. Yeah, okay, watching it live, you look and you think, eh, okay, that looks like targeting. But once you look at it on replay, I don't think it is. I, I mean, I, I just don't know what more you ask the guy to do. Yeah, you know, um, I did find it a little strange, and I didn't see anyone comment on it, so maybe I misunderstood the rule. But uh-huh. uh, Herm's quote that Robertson's going to be standing next to him, and as soon as there's a – yeah, he, he's not allowed to. Like, as soon as he's he can go in, to. it's like – well, he can come in at the first play of the third quarter. He right. like it's not yeah, like it's and, not and like I it's guess, you know. I guess it was said as a joke. Apparently, I mean, because I, I read the same thing and I thought uh, he can't be on the sideline. I'm pretty sure. And then I did read uh, somebody tweeted Haller, and it was just a, a response to them mm-hmm. that I read. He said something about yeah, he was he said it in jest or something like that. Because um, yeah, he cannot be on the sideline. Pretty pretty certain that's the rule. Because, I mean, like, look, I would want, you know, I, I would want him to be able to come in, thir- sure. you know, with, you know, three minutes gone and treat it like, okay, well. Right. But that's just not how it works. So That's not I, how yeah. it works. No, he's he's out the entire first half. And he has to stay in the locker room. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just going to have to try to weather the storm. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we need to ratchet up that defense to what it was for the first nine weeks, really. Um, I felt like this was the worst defensive performance we had this year. Uh, just just watching it now, you know, sometimes perspective is different. There's games I haven't – I didn't see the Colorado game. You know, it was on Pac-12, so I didn't see it. Um, you know, didn't, didn't see Utah. We listened to a lot of it. Obviously, the numbers bore out. But just the games I've seen or seen parts of, you could probably argue Oregon State – because we gave up so many rushing yards. That wasn't very good. But this just was not a very good defensive performance to me. Um, and it's going to have to be better on the road against a better team, I think. So let's let's pivot and talk about the Oregon game. The Ducks, you know, Herbert still on most draft boards as the top yeah. or one of the top two quarterbacks uh, in the country for the NFL. Yeah. They're averaging 36 points a game, allowing 28 uh 439 yards of offense. They're giving up 400 yards. Um, look, both yeah. teams are six and four. We're yeah, I mean they've definitely come back to earth. They were what uh, five and one or something like that. You know, or they lost that Stanford game, which they shouldn't have lost, and then they beat Washington. Like, well, they they look like maybe the playoff contender in the conference, but you know now they've they lost to Washington State. They lost to Arizona. They lost to Utah. So they've, they've shown vulnerability now. I mean, they they don't look as fearsome as, you know, maybe four or five weeks ago when we looked ahead to this game. Um, but you got to beat them on the road. you got to beat them at night at Austin. That's hard to do. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I know you. losses, only ones at home. So. I was going to say, I know you were not a uh, big fan of getting that late kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Now, that was more just from selfish interest. One, when I first read that, it was, you know, Sunday morning. And I was not feeling well, and the thought of having to stay up till eight thirty at night to even watch kickoff, um, you know, midnight, is like, oh God! Now I have a little bit more energy now, and so it doesn't sound as bad. But Pac-12 Network, uh, so uh, 
bone of contention here. They do a six-day window to wait and see the results of the games. And then Fox picks USC UCLA, which means nothing. I mean, why do the six-day window? Just pick it ahead of time. Yeah. Like, USC lost. UCLA lost. UCLA's 2-8. and eight. USC's out of the South. They cannot win it. I mean, why do the window if you're going to pick the game that means nothing to put on there? Meanwhile, ASU-Oregon, which means something because ASU is the team that, you know, if they win their last two, they win the South. They're stuck on Pac-12 network at, you know, 1030 Eastern. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. I I will say somebody on Twitter, and if I remembered who, I would give them credit. And if anyone was listening to this (laughs) who saw it, they could tell me, but no one's listening because we've been going for over 10 minutes. Uh, Yeah. Well, and we may not be recording at all. Who knows? (laughs) You make a good point. Uh, But they put together a chart of what would happen based on all of the outcomes. And ASU obviously controls its own destiny. But this week, while not worth zero, is not a must win because there are a lot of ways to get back if we beat Arizona. Although, Although it's a must win if Utah beats Colorado. True. And, and I think that's earlier in the day, isn't it? Yeah. Because this is Utah's last conference game. So if Utah beats Colorado, they finish 6-3, and three, and we got to have that. we got to win both. Yes. We can win a three-way tie if Utah loses to Colorado. we still got a shot. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I, we, we, that's a good point. We, we need Colorado to win. We don't know yet whether it's a must-win, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what time Utah-Colorado is. I don't know. I never even actually saw. I'm looking it up as we speak. I'm sure it's before us. There's no. Uh, uh, <laughs> it can't be later. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, okay. It's early. They've got our time slot from last week, basically 11:30 a.m. So even earlier. So we'll know way ahead of time what happens in that game. Root for the Buffaloes. Yeah, and apparently and lame duck coach Mike McIntyre. I was just about to say. Um, quick aside on McIntyre. I don't understand the move. I, I know we texted about it. Um, Colorado is not 1994 Colorado. No. They, he no. showed up and they were atrocious. And, yeah, and had been for years. And he slowly, slowly built this program. And then they had that breakthrough year two right. years ago. Yeah. And there was a little bit of a backslide last year, you know, moving uh, to Montez as the full-time right. starter. Um, and you expected there to be a backslide, but, you know. They missed, they missed a bowl, and they're, you know, potentially, if they don't win one of the last two, they're going to again. Yeah, but they, were, stunning, but they were but they oh. were 5-0. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I Part of me wonders if there is some things that, you know, locally – would be known. I mean, probably a lot of a lot of the way that people reacted to Todd Graham, you know, from outside. I'm sure a lot of people thought, well, "Boy, she went seven and five, and you know, why would they get rid of Todd Graham?" That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, you and I knew from following the program that Ray Anderson and him didn't always seem to mesh. He didn't hire him. Um, you know, Ray Anderson's a football guy. You could see the writing on the wall. And I wonder if there's some things like that that you know. As people who, yeah, we follow the Pac-12, but we don't really follow Colorado that closely. And it's not a national program like USC where you hear about this stuff. Is there something else going on there? Is he flirting with other jobs? 
is, is there a, a divide between him and the administration? Something weird because he's done a pretty solid job. Not great. I mean, I'm not saying he's, you know, national coach of the year, but he's been pretty good. And it seems odd to be moving on from him. Well, and two years ago, he was in the running for national was, coach of the he year. Was, <laughs> yes, he was, yeah. Now, I mean, they have backslid, but they have, you know, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I really am. Um, you know, obviously, when you win the South title, unless you do that every single year, you're going to have some backslide. And, and you know, they went from 10 wins to five, and they started 5-0, and oh, and now they're 5-5 and five this year. So I can see there might be some consternation, but at the same time, I find it odd. Um, and it just it really does make me wonder if, you know, he's, he's wanting to get out. Maybe he sees an opportunity at Louisville or Kansas or something, you know, does, does he see something else he wants to take and maybe jump at it? I don't know. Um, or maybe they're thinking, okay, now it's time for me. You know, I don't know what their AD situation is. If they have someone new who didn't hire him, that always, you know, ups the ante a little bit on maybe thinking, all right, two underperforming years, we're going to move on just like, you know, Ray Anderson did with Todd Graham. Yeah, I was going to say. Speaking of that Kansas job, Coach Todd Graham. Yeah, maybe yeah. in the maybe in the mix. Maybe in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, hey, I I got no ill will toward Todd Graham. No, and I don't think you do either. Um, he cleaned you know, up. I, a, he cleaned up a dumpster fire. Yeah, and and he had, he gave us some some good years and some really good wins, and you know, I I think it was probably the right decision to move on from him. I think time will tell on that based on how Herm Edwards does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, wherever he lands, I, I hope he does well. I got, you know, no reason to root against him or anything like that. He was, he was very, at least publicly, and that's all I can judge. Very classy in his departure. Um, you know, didn't, didn't rip ASU, didn't rip his bosses, didn't rip the fans, a la what Dirk Cutter did. Um, you know, so eh, good for him. I, I hope he gets it. Although maybe I don't because that's a, that's a dumpster fire and a half. And, and, you know, if he's going to get another job, maybe a better spot can come open than Kansas. I think we'll find out, by the way, if Dirk Cutter's lack of a graceful exit is a personal trait or specific to ASU. <laughs> it's probably going to happen within the next eight weeks, maybe sooner. Yeah. It uh, could be any week now. So let's turn back to this game before we lose sight of it. Um, yes. ASU will find out if it's a must win before it happens. Yeah. I assume all eyes will be glued on that Colorado-Utah game, but... <laughs> that's right, that's right. On Pac-12 Network also. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, I hope Colorado wins because I don't think we'll beat Oregon. I don't either. I'm going to pick the Ducks. I'm going to say 35-31. Yeah. I was going to go a little lower scoring, but a similar type of game. I was, I was probably going to go, you know, 28-20, something like that. Um, I just feel like this is a game that home field is a is a big factor. Uh, I think these two teams are relatively even. I mean, their records are exactly the same. Um, and, and I think if we were playing them at home, like we did last year, I'd be picking us to win. But I don't know that we can take the game on the road, especially – you know, bad weather, very likely, cold weather, almost certainly, uh, night game, you know, just all the all the elements are there to just have one of those tear-your-hair-out kind of losses where it feels like it's there, 
much like the Washington game, much like San Diego State. You know, all the games we've lost this year were right there, but we couldn't quite get it done, and this feels like another one of those. So what we're saying is Colorado, win one for the Gipper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take out your might. take out your forced I, rival, Utah. I, th- I think they might, you know, and I mean, you wonder, too, how the coaching thing plays with them. You know, if you've got if you've got a group of guys that really rallies behind McIntyre and they're in on him, maybe they come out and play super inspired and they play great. Or if they've already quit, it could, you know, maybe they just come in and go through the motions and Utah rolls over. You never know. You know, when, it, when you've got turmoil like that, it can go either way. Um, but, you know, maybe they'll rally to his defense and they're at home and, you know, Utah's got injuries. So we... We talked last week about Huntley, and then after we talked, Zach Moss was injured and out for the year. And so, you know, certainly they are vulnerable, um, but they found a way to beat Oregon, and now they're one win away from, you know, at least maybe winning the South if, if we don't win both. His son, Jay McIntyre, is uh, dealing with concussion uh, yeah. protocol issues, um, had a, having a really down year. This yeah. year. Uh, but I would imagine as a senior with his dad likely coaching uh, his last game and or his yeah. last couple games and him yeah. having the chance, if he gets in, I would expect to see a lot of plays called for him because he's the coach's son yeah, and true, why not? True. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is. It is their last home game. They finish at Cal next week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you feel like if they're going to rally behind something – Maybe this is it. So we'll see. Yeah, obviously, you know, if if they if they win, then it you know it doesn't make the Oregon game a must win. We still, I believe, you know, could could lose at that point. The Oregon game doesn't really mean anything. Well, I'm trying to think. I guess I guess it would mean if they if Utah loses and we beat Oregon, it's over. We don't even have to beat Arizona. Provided that Arizona loses to Washington State, I was going to say. I was going to say. I think it matters. They need need to lose to Washington State too. Yeah, yeah. If if all those things, you know. So, I mean, you know, who knows? I guess if Utah loses, then we kind of got the bird in the hand there. We don't need to beat Oregon. We could still win the next week, regardless of what Arizona does this week. Who knows? You know, this is like playoff races in the you know NFL when you get to like week fifteen. If this happens and this happens and this happens and these two teams tie or win. Here's what we know. We win two games, we win the division. That's not a bad spot to be in. No. If, if you were drawing it up, you would take it every time. You would. You would. For a year that we were picked to finish last in the division, for a year that the you know Vegas over-under, it was, what, three and a half on number of wins. Um, we're, we're sitting here you know, on, on November 13th with two games in front of us, and if we win both, we go to the Pac-12 title game. It, it was not pretty all the way. But that's not a bad spot to be in. Now we'll see if we can finish the deal. Can we get to eight and four, or can do we finish six and six? Because the memory of this season will change a lot with those two ranges. That is a hundred percent accurate. Uh, we'll be back. We will recap the Oregon game. We will talk about what happens uh, in that USF basketball game, and, yep, yep. and then of course we look ahead territorial cup college basketball against a ranked opponent that's right it's gonna be busy it's gonna be busy yes, at the benny Matt sports cast 
Yes, sir. If you if you want to jump in with a sponsorship, I would say now's the time. I would expect our listenership to increase. Probably not at all, but maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe people are desperate <laughs> anyway, for content. Somebody's one or two, got, at least. Yeah, yeah look, yeah. somebody's got to fill the gap of that Pick Six podcast, and that's why, right. Why that's not right. us? You know, I know, I know. Doug Haller, if you're listening, you're not. But if you're listening, you're welcome to come on anytime. If you want to pitch sure. the athletic, uh, you know, we'll even do one of those codes like the other podcasts. You know, subscribe that's right. at. That's you know, right. Athletic yeah. slash Ben and Matt. Matt and Ben. You can make it just Matt. You can just make it athletic slash Matt. I'm fine. Whatever. I don't need to be a part of it. <laughs> if anybody should, it's you. You run the show on this thing. I feel like it's like the Hurley Boy. Just give us the ass. <laughs> We're good kids. Just give us yeah, the ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but until next time, he's Matt.